Hello, it's your host, Kat Walsh, and you're listening to another episode of Trip On This. This podcast is for mature audiences and is not suitable for young children. Trip On This is intended for entertainment purposes only, and we do not condone the use of illegal substances. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Trip On This. It was such a pleasure speaking with my next guests. I'm with Charlotte James and Dre Wright, the co-founders behind the psychedelic collective, The Ancestor Project, formerly known as The Sabina Project. They are both doing such incredible work showing up for the BIPOC community, working with people on psychedelic integration, creating ceremonies of their own with the sacred medicines Combo and Hoppe, and ultimately just creating a space for healing, both in person and online. During this episode, we talk about, of course, their own plant medicine journeys and how it has impacted their life. We talk about spirituality and how the ancestral wisdom and plant medicine has seemed to be a bit lost in what is going on with this resurgence of psychedelic research. And their aim is to really bring back some of that ancient wisdom into the work that they're doing. We also talk about things like accessibility and affordability and how they as a collective are showing up to help people who do want to sit with the medicine but may not have the means to do so. And so this is just an incredible conversation all around. One quick note I just want to mention on a technical side, just more so in the beginning, a little bit, the the audio will drop out a little bit, but I've listened to it all and you can still absolutely track. It does improve as it goes on. So sorry, we are living in this digital world these days and Zoom and Wi-Fi is kind of hit or miss. But I promise you will still be able to track the conversation and I really do believe you're going to enjoy it. Couple quick things before the episode begins. If you are not following me on socials, please do so at triponthis underscore pod. Again, that's at triponthis underscore pod for Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok and backslash triponthispod for Facebook. If you are enjoying this show and you want to help support me, please send it out to your friends, your family, your loved ones. It is all incredibly helpful. And with that, please enjoy this next episode with Charlotte and Dre. Charlotte James, Dre Wright, welcome to Trip on This. Hey, what's going on? Peace and blessings. I am so looking forward to speaking with you both. You're both doing such important work right now, working with the Ancestor Project. I just, I'm so excited to learn more about your backgrounds, how the Ancestor Project came to be. What is it for those listening? You know, just take us back a little bit. So the Ancestor Project is a Black-led platform for psychedelic education, Mm -hmm. legal ceremony and integration. Mm -hmm. And we really work to return reverence to sacred earth medicine and traditions and looking to ancestral practice as a form of harm reduction for modern journeyers. And our whole focus is on really taking your radical self-transformation and using it towards our collective liberation. Bum, bum. <laughs> wow, wow. How did you how did you get into this line of work? Charlotte, we could start with you and, and just kind of what, what even got you into plant medicine to begin with? Mm-hmm. So my relationship with the plants started pretty young. I mean, I'm sure it started many, many lifetimes ago. Yeah. But they called me back in and I answered that call early uh, with cannabis. And I think that really like started to open my mind to the idea that 
substances, external substances, and oftentimes substances that are deemed bad or illegal uh, may actually really help us in life. Uh, and I, just, to yeah, I was going to say MDMA yeah. for me and LSD have had incredible transformative experiences and that is yeah. uh, man-made, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is why, we, yeah, we talk about sacred earth medicines. Mm -hmm. It's not about plant medicines being more sacred than LSD. It's about like the context in which you use the medicines and the intentions that you set and, you know, how you, how you build a relationship with them. So, yeah, my path actually went similarly. Cannabis in college, I was invited into a burner community uh, peripherally and um, had a lot of experiences with MDMA. And then I moved to South America and lived in another community. So like my experiences were communally based, not necessarily, not necessarily ceremonially based, yeah. but communally based. Yeah. So I lived in community in South America where we were working with LSD together and communing a lot with nature, came back to the States at some point and had a similar relationship with psilocybin, but was like struggling in life-ish. Like I had a job, externally I was very successful, but internally there was a lot of chaos. There was not a lot of radical self-love or positive self-talk. I was having sort of like replicating patterns in relationships and friendships and work situations. So I started to go to therapy and then I was working in a co-working space and someone came in with combo marks and I made a sly remark that they probably went to some white shaman <laughs> and they were like, no, it's this guy named Dre here in Baltimore. And they connected us. And our first conversation, I was like mildly skeptical because you came in real strong. I was like, I want to do medicine circles for black women and he was like who are your teachers how do you like how are you going to serve this medicine and it's about transcending and not not excluding people blah 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 and I was like mm, okay <laughs> <laughs> like I was wrong on how and then and then we met did you go first. did you go home you're like okay let me like rethink that or were you just like no I know what I want to do <laughs> or both I know. <laughs> I almost feel like I maybe was like, this is why we need to have circles for just women. <laughs> but then, <laughs> a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Oh but then ladies get, invite the men into the circle so we can learn how to un unfuck ourselves. Right. We, we, Seriously. You know, if you don't let us into the conversation, we're never going to grow and evolve. That's, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> women's circles. You invite men in. So then we met in person and had like a really good conversation. And I, you know, then answered that next call of coming to sit in combo ceremony and took some like good time to do like real intentional mm -hmm. prep work, which I had never done before. Yeah. And really develop clear intentions. And then I went and sat with combo and it's just a, such a powerful, like path opening medicine and mm -hmm. manifest medicine that from there, it's just naturally flowed into where we are now with Ancestor Project. I was going to I was going to ask about Combo later, but because we're here for those listening that aren't familiar with Combo, I I personally know what it is. Can you can you describe a what it is, kind of what what happens in the ceremony and really like you were saying what what it's for ultimately? Yeah. So we'll start with benefits. Because when you start with process, people are like, I'm not doing that. I, I, I remember when I first heard about combo, I was like, uh, no thanks. <laughs> I 
it's, it's changed over time since I've heard incredible stories. But the first time I was like, what? I was like, wait, you don't, you don't feel it. And you're just, okay. I, I won't ruin it for everybody. Please continue. Yeah. Combo is a secretion that comes from a frog in the Amazon region. And it is a powerful physical, mental, and spiritual cleanser. Mm. So on a physical level, it's was actually used as a vaccine, essentially, uh, to fight pandemic in um, indigenous groups and communities in the Amazon. And it is like a massive immunity, uh, like immune system strengthener. Yeah. And then it also supports in removing panema, which is a term for what we would currently describe as depression, anxiety, sort of like heavy or dark feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, the energy, dark energy. Yeah. Exactly. So like helping to remove those blockages and like allow you to have a lot more clarity. Wow. Wow. So what's the process though? Process. (laughs) Yeah, Dre, you're the the guy. So uh, take us through. (laughs) Well, the process is, you know, know, uh, it starts really with, you know, your ceremony really starts when you, like when you answer the call. Like yeah. so from our perspective, is you don't you're not really making a decision other than answering the call. The medicine calls you and then you answer that call. And then we spend some time with you developing like some very clear intentions. We have you fill out this really this lengthy intake. Take take about two takes about two hours to fill out that intake. And then we do a we have a conversation with you, a lengthy conversation with you to develop those intentions. There's a dieta that we ask you to follow, which is a diet. And then, you know, the day of ceremony is really about now that you set your intention is like uh, supporting those intentions with an awareness and how you are co-creating your a trauma and abuse, right? Yeah. There's outside forces, exterior forces that certainly are a catalyst, but then we're t- we tend to like perpetuate that abuse over and over again, mm-hmm. whatever the stories we, we, we hear. So... You know, last year we saw about 150 people. We were honored to support 150 people in their healing journey. And when I think about the, about 70% of those people came because of trauma that they experienced from a human being, right? It wasn't like I had a car accident or PTSD and warfare. Even if it was a big, that war war was contributed to another person by violence and stuff like that. And then out of those 70%, 90% of those was, not from actually a human being inappropriately touching them. Mm-hmm. It was actually the words. It was yeah. like the dad who told you he didn't love you when you were eight and now you're 68 and you're still traumatized and, and have recycled that story and that poison over and over again. You attract people in your life who convince you, who confirm that you're not right. Yeah. So, you know, a big part of what we're doing is to get to support people and making them aware of that. And then that plus, you know, the trauma of the McDonald's cheeseburger and the Coca-Cola that yeah. they, they ingest. We want to purge all that story into So that's the goal, right? to purge it on the bucket. So they drink two liters of water and like rapid for succession. And then we, uh, we open up what's called gates on their skin. So that there's very, these very tiny, like, you know, we use an instant and we, we blister their skin. Then we remove that, we gently remove that blister and we put on, we put the medicine to their lymphatic, it goes through the lymphatic system. And in about five minutes, there's an immediate impact by the medicine, their uh, heart will race a little bit, they'll get a little hot, and then that will stop and then they'll purge. Mm -hmm. And they'll purge until they let go of the story. And that may be 
five minutes of purging, might be 10 minutes of purging or more. It really depends on like how stuck the energy is. Got it. I mean, if you go in and just really, even though, you know, knowing you're going to go in and essentially get sick, it's still, if you can really kind of wrap your head around, you are, all of this stuff is holding you down this energy this dark energetic weight yeah. i remember when i was purging in my ayahuasca ceremony I'd, I'd really taken my dieta seriously so it wasn't bad for me but i remember even though i was of course in the moment you're there's nobody nobody feels good when you're getting sick but i remember my mind still was like this is for you this is for you this is a gift for you like this was did not need to be in there and it's it's why I've heard with with combo that it's particularly important like that. But I've you know once I had heard that it it doesn't have any kind of a, a psychedelic effect either, right? It's a pure purge. Yeah, I think you know within these traditions that that combo and uh, ayahuasca come from, the idea of purging is actually us again getting well. Yeah, so it's like you know the opposite of it's the opposite of sickness. It's like we live in a state of sickness. Yeah, and chronic so purge is the wellness. Yeah. yeah. I love that it's, perspective. It's like having a, I like to express it is that there's a 40 pound weight vest, you know, those exercises. Yep. And you're walking around with that unbeknownst to yourself, right? You just, you're just so used to holding on to that trauma, that story, that oppression, right? In your life that you just don't, you just adapt. And then combo happens. You clean, you do that deep cleaning on the physical, mental, and spiritual level. And now that weight vest is off and you feel 40 pounds lighter. Yeah. Right? And your ability to make those decisions that support your nourishment and your love and connection with yourself and everyone else are so much easier to make because you're focusing on the signal now, not all that noise. Yeah. And all the stories that other people have, you know, vomited onto you, the negativity. And now you're yeah. just living in this fresh new body that's reset. And then talk about like strengthening your immune system. The, the vaccine is, is combo, mm -hmm. not like... The Johnson and Johnson, you know, mm -hmm. recalled medicine that who knows what they put in it. Yeah. But it's and it has no complications to it. Yeah. Wow. Are you working with people too on so now they're they're cleaned out, they're clear on mm -hmm. how to keep clear, how to mm -hmm. you know keep that making changes and telling different stories and is that kind of part of the integration that you're doing? Yeah, so that's a big part of this is the last part, of, uh, which is just as important as everything else is, you know, we wanted one of the, the framework is what are the habits, beliefs and ideas that no longer serve you? And then what are the habits, beliefs, people and ideas that you're excited to attract in your life? So in that integration process is like now that you're aware, yeah. what are the actions that we're going to together to support you're continually healing and I, I move into more delicious habits that serve service you and, 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 and uh, nourish you. And then not also just to look at what's going on physically, mentally, and spiritually, but we also take a, a deep dive into what's it in your, what's your environment? Like, yeah. Right. What are the, the culture that you surround yourself in? What is that like, and how is that impacting you as a human? Yeah. How, how, I guess, Dre, even for you, like you, you're so knowledgeable around this subject. What, what initially had called you into combo, for instance, specifically, mm -hmm. like how did you even get into this and then start really unpacking all of these, what I feel are absolute deep truths? Mm, that's a great question. Thank you for asking. I mean, so I, I say the first thing is I was a functional, I was a high functioning, dysfunctional human. Okay. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So 
accumulated some financial success, working lots of hours, miserable person. Like, you know, just inter- internally, lots of judgment. My flesh suit was maybe 90 to 100 pounds heavier than I wanted it to be. You know, but I had done all the individual stuff. I had done lots of yoga, lots of meditation, breath work, blah, 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 blah. Psychotherapy, a little bit at the time. But still, like, I was not manifesting, you know, my, I wasn't, I wasn't living my best life. And I right. could feel that. Right. And my catalyst was I had was was blessed with you know the knowledge that I was about to have I was about to be a parent mm-hmm. right, of uh, Olivia my beautiful star being and uh, I was like I cannot project all of this stuff on this this child like I, I really I, I was lucky because my partner uh, Olivia's parent, co-parent is we both came from this perspective that we wanted to give as we wanted to put as little of our nonsense drama onto this human being. Like we wanted them to wanted her to express herself in whatever way she chose to express herself and not like fill it with our story. So I was, you know, I just knew I had to make some immediate changes in my life and all the stuff I was trying to do as an individual weren't working. Right. So you know, a combination of things led to me doing mushroom, uh, cannabis and then mushrooms. And then that led to sitting with ayahuasca and that, and then when I started sitting with ayahuasca, after that very first ceremony, it was clear that I wanted to share that medicine with people. Right. Mm-hmm. But that is the journey that one requires ayahuasca, even saying that you are ready to even serve this medicine. And that could be for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I have been this for thirty years and still not really qualified to share that mess. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that people are just kind of. I'm I'm glad you can you have enough self awareness and enough responsibility around that understanding how powerful it is and knowing like I am not at all ready to serve that. And I think unfortunately there's a lot of people that just are kind of like, oh yeah, I've done it a few times. Like sure, sure I can. I'm like sure, are you sure about that? Yeah, exactly. powerful yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just very powerful. And you know, you know, part of that is because a lot of what I hear a lot is I statements, and which usually typically are good. Like I, this is how it works for me. But a lot of times when people attribute their success, it's from the point I did this, I did this, versus like, oh, the genius came through me. I'm really fortunate that for whatever reason I was chosen. You know, they chose to use me as a vessel. Yeah, yeah. Genius. And so then ego can easily get involved in like some some unhealthy power dynamic. And like, I just want to like rush a process of learning uh, about these wisdom wisdom ways. And then uh, about four years into my practice, combo became a, a, a part of my practice. And I think my first experience with combo was also, again, another medicine that I I am gifted or have the opportunity to share it. I want to like do a deep dive and understand this medicine. Uh, and what's funny, when I first started working with Combo, my vision was that every mama, every grandma, every grandpa would have a Combo kit in the house. And before they put Vicks Vapor Rub or some antibiotics in their ch- children and kill all the gut floor, they would administer Combo. You know, and, you know, and she makes a joke that like, I'm like, oh, you broke your leg? Yeah, just combo. Combo, combo for everything. <laughs> yeah, your house is not clean? Yeah, just combo. Yeah, just combo. Yeah, your house is not clean. That's all you need. Combo. Combo. 
Okay, that fits that. <laughs> Hilarious. So, so I mean, I, I do need to adjust that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not for like everything. It's like for most things. Yeah, going yeah. to the store combo. <laughs> but you ever see that movie, a big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. I was just thinking that, yeah. but he's like Windex. 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 My combo. Oh, you broke your leg. Combo. <laughs> Oh, perfect, yeah. perfect. But definitely, like, you have the sniffles and it's flu season. Combo. Combo, Combo for yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. That for real. real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you have really terrible allergies every single spring. Right. Combo. Right, right. Okay. And I think me, I'm, I've always been a person, what's always, what I'm always attracted to is results. Yeah. Right? So I could see the results after my first treatment. It was very clear. Like my first ayahuasca experience, it was very clear. Oh, like this stuff works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and ibuprofen <laughs> doesn't really work. Right? It makes me sick that, that bad for my liver. So for me, I'm like, I'm only, I don't really want to spend, I need to see like measurable in my body in, in results. My body is very cl clear. It'll communicate very loudly. Oh, this works. This doesn't work. Right? Yeah. So that kind of led me on that path to like, okay, it was working for me. Let me continue to, to hone that practice. And then at whenever the medicine, it gives me permission. I want to share this, 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 this wisdom with other people uh, so they can heal themselves yeah. right? and not bind on any, any other person, but themselves to heal their stuff. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm glad we kind of got into that because I think as we can, as we, I think all of us know how powerful and impactful these medicines are, but Dre, come back to an article that, that you guys were both in, in The Root, this idea of affordability and accessibility. Uh, yeah. Ayahuasca ceremony is, you know, 300, 350 a ceremony. It's expensive. And, you know, I think that invariably is going to leave a lot of people out of that. I know you had mentioned this particularly. Is, is there a way through that to make plant medicine more equitable so that it can reach more people, people of color, and, you know, maybe their financial situation isn't the same, but should still be have the benefit to, you know, to benefit from these medicines. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that we are doing now that I think supports that. The first is we have a mutual ceremony fund where a person of privilege can donate money. And I, I just want to be clear because this question is asked a lot. Uh, are we a nonprofit? We are not a nonprofit. We do not think that our job is to go beg people of, of wealth so that they can get a deduction. If you believe that these things are important, yeah. donate exactly. money, contribute money to get to collect our collective liberation, yeah. right? So uh, we have a mutual ceremony fund, and that ceremony fund allows for people who, you know, were ready to sit in ceremony but can't afford the exorbitant prices of, now I have to say, these are legal ceremonies within the context of the United States, so we, we, we will support that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the other ways to do it is we're, we're going to start implementing an, an equity pricing, right? Which will have tiers. Tiers. Where if you are a person who perceive yourself to be of privilege, pay the, the more expensive price. And, and that will allow us to have a lower price for folks who want to contribute, but don't have like, they can't pay the, the full freight, cool. but they can still have a, an experience. And then we can also support ourselves and continue our journey and our teachings and other healers. Because like, the other thing is that, you know, we, we have to acknowledge that, you know, if you are a Corandera, Talismo, you know, you're spending 20 to 30 years in the jungle doing lots of diets. And if you're not a, somebody who lives in Peru, 
you're traveling to Colombia, to Peru, and you know, sitting in isolation and fasting all the time, right? Yeah. To, to make yourself accessible to, to help support other people. That costs that time and money and energy, right? Yeah. So I think it's okay to support our healers to so say they don't have to live a life destitute in order to heal us, right? We certainly don't ask Western uh, physicians to do that. Yeah, right? oh, of course. And our ancestors also didn't expect that. No. Yeah. It's, in there. It's, a, it's a service. It's a, right. it's a healing service. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, healers were often the most taken care of right. in our ancestral traditions because it was understood that having people with deep connection to the medicine, the land, that whatever their medicine is, music, sounds like body work, that it's important that those people are an integral part of your community and that they're taken care of just so yeah. Of course, they're the ones that are helping you on your well-being to be your most abundant, healthy life. I mean, if that's to me, it's just it's just an exchange of energy, an energetic exchange. Absolutely. And then another thing we're encouraging people to do is if you're a person of privilege, when you go when you buy, when you purchase, when you spend the money on ceremony for yourself, consider buying an additional ticket, right? So that can be donated to someone who, again, can't afford it. So there's, there's, those are three ways, mutual ceremony fund, equity, uh, pricing. equity pricing, and then buy an extra ticket and to support someone gifting yeah. someone else. What I will say overall, though, for the, the one of the things that we've got to get right on is this relationship with privilege. If you are a person of privilege, what, what that really means in this country is that you have access power and money more of it right and you get to and, just, and so step up and step back like use your privilege and your access to afford access to people who don't right yeah. and you, you do that by simply and the issue i have with nonprofits is that typically a nonprofit is someone is giving a large donation and they have all these rules and expectations of what you need to do they want to tell you how to use the money and when to use the money uh, okay yeah which i get I can understand that perspective, but I think a better way of doing it is, you know, ultimately, like, if you really want to address this issue, Mm -hmm. right, of reciprocity, we have to talk about reparations. Yeah. Because even if you're the person giving your money to someone else, you're still in a position of power. Mm -hmm. How about we give people the disposable income so they can make whatever decisions they want to do with their money? Right? Yeah. We don't need to police them. So people of color in this country, black people specifically, spent 400 years for free working to build this country. And there's legacy, there's, there's generational legacy wealth. So if we're really serious about like changing the trajectory, the first conversation is reparations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In that kind of world, just thinking again about, okay, if we if we do get to a place where, let's just say, affordability and accessibility is more attainable, right? And more people are able to access these medicines, but those bigger systemic changes, the systems, right, have not changed yet. What's to stop you know, the same people from being either marginalized or re-traumatized or kind of going back into the situation. You know, I think we all know that like plant medicine is the starting point. It starts and then there's so much more. What are your thoughts on that? Do you see kind of a way through? Is that how you're working with people in working within the construct that they're in at that moment in time based on what they've learned? Okay. Yeah. So and what's interesting, this is a great question, and that applies, this first I want to make clear, this applies to all of us. Yeah. So what we see consistently in the West is that people do ceremony, they don't even call it ceremony, 
It's a commodity that's going to do something for me to heal, to heal my PTSD or my depression or my anxiety or whatever DDSM you know, label that I want to press, press on myself or so that I can be more efficient at my job and, and, and turn out more of the abuse, right? Yeah. Our ancestors had a different narrative around these medicines. It was, this is a rite of passage. Yeah. The elders bring you to the, the rite of passage. The reason why you're doing this is to heal, to do a deeper healing yourself, to take on greater responsibilities for the community so that you were healing yourself to heal the world, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And and so everyone who comes to ceremony, if they come to ceremony with these two core values as a reason why they're doing this, it changes the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it goes from us having these conversations about let me microdose so that I can optimize my performance. Right. And for longer hours for another mega billionaire company to turn out more abuse and control more people so that they buy more stuff that they really don't need on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. yep. Right. And, and if you think about like how, if you just think about Silicon Valley right now, obviously we're able to have this platform in this conversation because of the, because of all the beautiful techie, techie geniuses, techie geniuses right? Yeah. But think about, and, and we've been able to amass billions of dollars for people. Like we've been able to figure out how to get you, get you, I mean, pretty soon if you want a Snickers bar, it will be able to get a drone to get you that Snickers bar within the yeah. right? Yep. We still can't figure out how to feed the homeless. I know. Right. Or 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 to eliminate poverty in, in general. Like these are the big problems that Silicon Valley is not not really fixing because when people do the psychedelics, it's all about me, right? And what I can get out of what you can do for me versus what I can do for the greater for the entire community. How yeah. can I how can I solve these very big problems? Like it's interesting. It, yeah. It's interesting that you bring that up too, because I, for me personally, you know, I think going into my first ayahuasca ceremony, it was about me in that moment because I didn't know how to think any other way. I, we, I lived in a separate, I was separate from yes. the world. I was just cat living my own separate life and, and just trying to make the best out of it. And it was through actually psychedelics did, did the separation break down? Did the self become about the whole, you know, much of this podcast is about helping to bring on others to heal. Like this is like this, there is when we are in a more empowered state and, and healing it from, at least for myself, I began to look at the whole, like, how can I not just think about how do I have a nice life, but how can I, how can I have a nice life and actually benefit the collective? How can I be of service much more? How can I be of service? Because that is what the plant had taught me and that's what my spiritual practice has showed me and taught me and I feel like uh, the hope is that you know I don't know if that's just a cat thing where suddenly my uh, yeah the separation started to I started to look at exactly what you're talking about like there are solutions technically for poverty look what look at the bills that we've just signed in we've signed in like four trillion dollars or something at this point we know that like one trillion of it or less, actually, it's in the billions that would have solved world hunger. So it's not that we can't; it's that we're it's that we're not yet. It's yeah. not. It's yeah. not we're not. And and you know, I'm with you guys that there. I think more conversations around that when we all we all benefit when we all benefit the world. We all benefit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that well, but <laughs> you are saying, you are saying that well. And as you're saying this, you know, this is the 
I think this is the caveat to what we say about like, you know, one of, one of the things we say is that just because you do psychedelics does not mean because there's certainly uh, that you're going to be like have this perspective because I think a lot of people also think that they're a God and this is all about them and yeah. this is about me. And I think that the, the advantage you had is that your connection with the divine feminine. Yeah. Right. So there's all the conversation about masculinity and to- toxic, specifically masculinity and patriarchy. This co- we have a culture that is revolves around this idea of scarcity. There's not enough to go around. And so I need to get mine. Yep. Right? And the individualism, I'm the individual, the I, I, I in our culture. And it comes from like this really deep seated fear based yeah. connection to this idea of scarcity versus abundance as the divine feminine is naturally bent you know, your, your potential ability to, to create life and life com- comes from you. Like all life comes from women, right? Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for you. Like if you think about the value of a man these days, right? You don't need us to protect you. <laughs> you we take out the garbage, yeah. right? Open the door if we're smart, you know, we're gentlemen enough. But like in terms of what, what women bring to the, to the table and men at this point, like the, in history, to be honest, what you can see is a pattern of, from men who have controlled the world a systemic pattern of abuse and destruction, mm-hmm. right? And what you can see from the divine feminine is lots of love and connection and nourishment, right? Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that some women don't tap into the toxic masculinity or uh, perpetuate abuse as well. Like, yeah. you know that. Well, but- because I don't think all women, I think getting to the divine feminine is work. You know, I think yeah. there's a lot of injured. I was very much part of that. You know, I lived in a very patriarchal world. I was mentioning to you guys before on the call, like working at a large talent agency and really trying to put my divine feminine away. It was not valued, or at least I didn't think it was at the time. Yeah. Like my yeah. intuition and a more gentle approach or more, uh, you know, I'm very like team oriented in that way. And it just, it didn't. And look, this could have also been my perception. You know, I think there's some truth in, in it. Right. But it's also how I perceived it. And therefore I pushed down those aspects. And I think a lot of women, unfortunately to survive in this world has done that and yeah. has kind of, they're not listening to the divine feminine, but I, I do believe it's, it's on the rise. I do yeah, believe it's on the rise. This conversation is just that we internalize all of the systems that oppress us. The, the systems don't even need to replicate themselves. We do the replication at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that we work with this medicine is to decolonize those systems from ourselves so that we stop projecting them and replicating them yeah. as systems of abuse externally. Yeah. Uh, and that goes for if you're, I mean, we're all colonized and then some of us just have extra layers yeah, yeah, yeah. in identity to, to work through to get to that core essence. This is a good, this is a good lead way to one of my questions. And Charlotte, we could start with you, which is just in your, from your own plant medicine work, from your own healing work, from all of it, has your ability to react, handle, whatever, whatever the word is, react, handle anything that, whether it's, you know, microaggressions or some kind of racial injustice or something just outside of any of that, just something that has happened to you externally, it's happening to you. Has your relationship to how you handle that now changed since this work that you've been doing? Yeah, absolutely. I think like you go from, well, I'll I'll speak for myself, but that I've been able to move from a space of reacting to responding um, mm-hmm. and that, you know, 
one of the things that we also hear like resonated in our in our community or through our community is this idea that the medicine gives you more space for a pause so that you can mm-hmm. take the time to choose how you respond to a situation, how you use your own personal power to maneuver these systems that we are intrinsically a part of at this at this time. So I mean I think a perfect example is all of the news that we have been hit with. You know, there's like the um, Chauvin trial, which is really just an example of accountability. People keep talking about how it's justice. It's really not justice, mm. just accountability. And while that's happening, Makia Bryant, the 15-year-old, was shot four times in the chest. In yeah, Columbus, same day, right? Same, literally like within the same yeah. hour of the verdict and the Georgia Ford trial being delivered. So, you know, I think in there's still obviously the pain that that causes as a human, as a as a black human in this world at this time and also I have the ability to say okay I'm gonna put my phone down and I'm gonna step away from these conversations and I'm gonna create the boundaries that I need within my life to protect my peace and protect my spirit from a system that was never created to protect any of us Mm. or to serve any of us Mm. and that working with plant medicine with sacred earth medicines helps to decolonize your imagination. Mm. I saw a hilarious tweet recently that was like, spirit gave us, you know, this planet, these bodies, whatever, and we chose to make credit scores in racism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not funny, and yet, like, what what did we do? We made everything, and we made credit scores in racism. So, or credit scores in oppression, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah. so... I think, you know, something that we haven't talked about so much is like all of the research that's being done with earth medicines and all the clinical trials and this and that. So we can figure out how they work and how we use them. And the reality is that one, our ancestors already did that research. And two, trying to use a medicine that decolonizes you, deinstitutionalizes you within an institutional construct doesn't make a lot of sense. No. And is not going to get us to the place that we're trying to get to by working technology it's interesting it's a really good point and i think of you know spirituality right spirituality and science have always had this interesting relationship and what i've what i've heard a lot is this kind of this push from the scientific community which is like how do we isolate this spiritual aspect of this as much as possible how do we make sure the psychotherapists are not putting on their beliefs of you know thinking that we might be energetic beings which of course i that is something that i believe but it's this it's this uh, a real effort to separate again it's funny it's like coming back to separation again which is the whole to demystify the mystical yeah to demystify the mystical and and it is where the magic is and of course on the other hand you know there's always two sides to everything and on the other side of it i see where there's many people that may have never even gone there without it feeling more i don't know acceptable mainstream whether that's right or not 
it's given permission and it's brought it to people's awareness and attention mm-hmm. in a whole new way. And mm-hmm. so that's the dance, right? Is like, right. yeah, we just found out psilocybin might just be as effective as Lexapro, which is like the t- one of the top SSRIs. And yet now it's about like you, of course, that's a sacred medicine and that's a different way, like a little microdose and this. And yet, great. Like if, okay, so you don't have the side effect of that. So it's, that's where it's gray. I see the gray in it all because I see the benefits and I also see on the other side, the deep yeah, separation of what I think really where the magic is. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, life is a gray area. Yeah. And also I think this leads back to something that you were saying earlier, like our, our ancestors didn't use these medicines to treat specific ailments. It was to be in right relationship with yourself, to find your purpose within your community and be in right relationship with the land. And, and I think like, you know, there's, there's so much difference, of course, between living in a fully integrated community, doing these medicines within an integrated community, right? Then the conversations around integration are not as relevant because it's just your everyday, the way you walk yeah. and move life is in relationship with this medicine or these medicines and these traditions. And at the same time, you know, if you are bringing these medicines if you're looking to these medicines to be a magic pill or a miracle, or I've seen them described as breakthrough treatment, it it creates a massive expectation around, I'm going to take this amount of this thing and it's going to do this for me. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to have to do anything. I'm going to keep living my life in the exact same context. I'm going to write like I'm going to consume the same things, whether that's media or the people that you're around, the environments that you're in, the community that you build, you you just replicate what you know when you put the medicine into a Western context of medicine, which mm-hmm. is I take this thing, it does this for me. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm in relationship with this medicine and with this medicine path where I need to understand that I live in tension all of the time. Yep. That's so, the thing is when I, you I live that way, through. that's how you heal. Even the external things is when you are a whole person, when you are spiritually well and all of those things are, you're aligned, you're finding alignment that like you were saying, that energy manifests, that dark energy that's not addressed, that manifests in illness and sickness. And at least I believe that. And so like come back to, yes, absolutely. Like just to isolate like that one thing when you're not addressing again, like the whole thing and why the hell we're here. Why, what are we doing here? You know, like the bigger picture questions which i feel like a real psychedelic trip can bring up yeah the point what about you jerry do you have a has has it impacted the way that you respond to the world Mm. yeah i mean uh i think the first thing that i noticed was like i understood the word compassion Mm -hmm. but i did not embody compassion right right? i have have a tremendous amount of love and compassion for everything right everything in the world including including homo sapiens. I, I, I see the world from a very optimistic point of view. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I look at the, the legacy of our species, you know, for the last 70,000 years, we've been evolving at a pretty fast clip. And we are solving a lot of, we have a lot of problems. Like a lot of our quality of life has increased. We've also made lots of mistakes intended or not. So for me, compassion, patience, and, and, and I'm, I'm much, less reactive to trauma and abuse, right? 
every time I, 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 this is the, the, the best example, and this is, a, I think it's a simple example, right? Because it's easy not to take this personally, but I remember the first time I, I used to have road rage, like um, from New York, mm-hmm. we're like progressive drivers. Yeah. used to be when I was in, lived in New York. And, you know, it was nothing for me to cuss you out. If you were looking at me, car, what the F are you looking at? You got a problem, you know, blah, 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 type of stuff. And then I remember the first time I was driving, someone laid on their horn, you know, the beep. Yeah. And I, and the first thought to me was not F you, uh, you know, who to think you are? You're such a jerk. It was like, oh, man, they must be having a really shitty day. Wow. Yeah. That's a big, that's, that's a huge difference though. And if you were able to clock that, like, wow, I just, that was a totally different type of thought. Yeah. 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 So just not taking, just try, not taking a lot of stuff personally, especially what I say myself right because at the end of the day whenever i am judging others there's always a threat of judging myself right yeah, and so yeah. projecting whatever whatever i can't t- take any more of the, the heat on me so let me let me, let me project it on you let me find something that's right. wrong, wrong with you right right, you know? right yeah so i think those are the, the areas of me uh and then the last one was i used to really be you know a very type a mm-hmm. alpha male like i'm gonna get it done mm-hmm. right I'm still recovering, right? From that, right? <laughs> but it's still recovering. Now I really see like all of the things that people would perceive to be success yeah. in my life have nothing to do with me. I'm just so lucky to be a vessel and I allow the genius to be me. So I spend most of my time now clearing my mirror so that I can get out of the way and, let, them, and let the universe inspire on my behalf. Yeah, I love that. I love that. When I was writing this question too, I, I had a, I thought about it for myself as well. And of course it's, like, I'm going to say again, like psychedelics are not the only thing. Again, it's, it's right. been the, it's, it definitely opened some doors. It definitely started, it, it did something. Cause I was starting to think about things that I had never thought about before. Right. It was opening up right. corridors that had been closed at some point and now it had opened, but it was just, you know, even around, it's really comes down to like my spiritual work. And I, I talk about my journey around this because like meditating and being conscious, being truly conscious of how we feel every day and not being reactive and really showing up and seeing everything as something that's for us, like an opportunity. Like really, I'm, I really believe that the universe, like even when things like look shitty, I'm like, okay, this is for me and I don't know why and I'm not enjoying it, but I know it's for me. And so I remember in the beginning of Trip on This, even though I've been very fortunate that everybody is super cool and social, I remember when the first kind of like negative or like some kind of like troll, like in the beginning had said something. And, you know, as somebody who this type of thing, I've never done anything like this in my life. I was very scared. I was very scared of that, of, of people saying whatever they wanted to me, of telling me I wasn't how, you know, like, who are you, who am I to do this? Like all of these different fears. And because I understood. I didn't like get, to, of course I got defensive in the beginning. I was like, Oh my God, like the thing I was like, daggery, like, Oh my God. But when I, I got to see and through like psychedelics, I did a really big trip before this launch. Cause I had so much fear around all of that. Like, what are people going to think? What are people going to think? What are they going to say? Like blah, 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 all this stuff. Right. And through that, as when I saw that the guy, I was like, okay, it hurt. But then I kept going. I was like, this is an opportunity cat. This is for you. This is for you to be like, this is your truth. You are showing up because you are very called and you want to share and have amazing people like yourselves on to tell this story to hopefully, you know, share this out. And I just remember being like, okay, my relationship to that now and what people think continues to be healed as I bring more awareness around it, as I bring more healing around it, as I don't react and say, this is about them. 
this is their projection on me whatever mm. whatever that is like that's cool and you know it only hurts when there's little parts of you that yeah i was insecure there was moments i'm like am i good enough for this am i like and so to hear that reflected it's like the shadow that gets like but understanding like oh this is my shadow this is mm. my shadow that's hurt right now about this i'm this is you know if if it doesn't affect you at all like if it hurts your feelings you know that there's something for you to look at in yourself it's just mm -hmm. a, it's just a, it's like a one-on-one, like, did that hurt your feelings? Okay. So what about that in you? And so that's what I feel like my plant medicine journey and my spirituality has really done for me is go, it brings consciousness to, I try in almost every moment of my life, almost right. every moment. And just being like, how are you right now? And <laughs> how is the world affecting you? And how yeah. do you not let it affect you so much? How do you not yeah. let it do that? Yeah. 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 We say, we, we say, I mean, the goal is to live a life of ceremony. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, you know that constant state of self-reflection. The the more we can do of it, the less we are traumatizing everyone else, yeah. and more on ourselves. Right, when we are that conscious observer without the judgment, just like oh, I, I, you know, and giving ourselves a hug when we need it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Favorite book, The yeah. Four Agreements. <gasps> I was I was gonna bring it up on this. Oh my god, so <laughs> weird that you brought that up. I was like gonna say like, have you read The Four Agreements yeah, about yeah, this yeah, yeah. and. Yes. Yeah, that's like the the starter kit lesson on don't take anything personally, yep. be capable with your word, don't make assumptions, and always do your best. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. they're just key. It's so yeah. crazy that you just brought that up. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was literally going to bring. Okay, sorry, I'm going to get off. Here <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for kind of our final question, tell me about the vision for the ancestor project. Where would you like to see this go? Mm. Great. You know, it's interesting, like people have been asking us this question for a while. It's like vision season. Of yeah. Yeah. Get ready to manifest, guys. We're just going to speak it out into the universe right now. <laughs> what I'll say is, well, I think what the universe is guiding us to do is to build a platform yeah. where, where healers can come to this platform and we can support them so they can get the message out, right? So look, if you are a data. You spend, you're, you're great at spending hours shitting in a hole and vomiting, right? Mm -hmm. And then people keep them in the not really good at media. Building no, a website. Building a website, marketing. <laughs> and, like, and even articulating your message in a way that someone who is new can understand what you're talking about. Like, you know, you're, you're, you might be talking over their head. And so what we want to do is offer a platform where people can share their wisdom about ancestral traditions yeah we, we we've come to realize that you know part of the struggle with the narrative around colonization right you know it is this rugged individual like everyone is trying to do their own thing in these very small uh silos and the, their voices are not amplified mm -hmm. so we thought about well the idea came through us what if we created a place where all the voices could be amplified like a laser beam yeah. To cut through the sig the, to be the signal with all this noise, because right now the predominant conversation around these medicines from a very Western measured meter dose, let's let's um, let's uh, what do you call it? Uh, patent this, yeah, and let's, yeah. let's and let's make it exclusive to only these people are qualified to teach. Even when we talk about these medicines, I keep hearing this underground, well, underground. 
and then versus traditional. Like we 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 we, we were here first. Yeah. Before, yeah. Now you know, we're the underground. Underground you know, <laughs> versus clinical. Clinical, you're right? Like, yeah. It's really saying underground versus above ground, and you're like, stop. Yeah. 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 Stop. Like you're the traditional. Like you're, you're new. the new dudes. On the block. Yeah. You reinvent something that's already been there, and do it in a way that we see consistently. Is every time we the West gets their hands on something, what they do is they demonize the people who were doing this first, then they colonize it. Well, they commercialize and commoditize it, right? And make a profit of it. And then in that commodification of it, they're always trying to distill it to like these very simple things. So look, look at cannabis. Yeah. It's like THC, CBD. There's 66 different cannabinoids and the terpene, the ter- Terpenes also efficacious for you, right? Mm-hmm. And we know that the entourage effect is the best way that cannabis is used, right? But all the conversation is centered around some people being able to like fit it in a, this little box and like you have the perfect smoke, right? Instead of you, the individual, having access to this medicine and now you are responsible for building a relationship, a sacred yeah. relationship with this master plant called cannabis, which was nice enough to evolve to support your ECS system, your endocannabinoid system. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Platform is we're, we're, we really want to be a, a, a place where a safe place for healers to come and share their wisdom yeah. on this platform. We're also really excited about Afro, Afro psychedelia yep. and have been like a conference that is, you know, if you think Burning Man and Afropunk met wow. together, right? You know, we want to have that conference where people can come and hear a new perspective of new narrative that's got the flavor of the BIPOC pop community. So it's very uh, ancestral wisdom and tradition and connecting yeah. with your higher self, right? That's great. I'm excited for our first like foray into being a platform. We just launched our Psychedelic Emancipation series. Wow. It's a three-part series with Darren Springer. He's an educator from the UK. And he has an immense knowledge on the lost history of psychedelics in Africa from the north to the south of the continent. So all of our, we we hold a monthly integration circle twice a month for BIPOC folks, but Mm -hmm. otherwise all of our offerings are open to everyone in the community. And so that's like our next big Mm -hmm. thing that's coming up that that just launched and how exciting congrats where can people work with you if they were you know is a lot of this online i know you guys are in dc right we're in baltimore city so close to dc so online folks can find us at the ancestorproject.com and on social at the ancestor project and yeah all the things that we were just talking about have been virtual over this past year the psychedelic emancipation will be virtual our circles are virtual and then if you're in our area we do private combo ceremonies and small group combo ceremonies in Baltimore and Brooklyn and we'll be expanding to some other spots later this year. Oakland will come Oakland Atlanta will come your way. <laughs> okay, see expansion. You're just speaking it out. Yeah, that's next. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Dre, Charlotte, what a combo. Thank you so much. I loved hearing about your perspective, learning about combo. It's definitely I think it's calling me because it's been in my periphery a lot now. Like a lot of people are talking about it to me recently. And I think that's just one of those things where it's like, okay, you ready? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. We're, so yeah, we're, we're coming out to big, I think we're, we're planning to be in Big Sur in August. 
Oh, really? Wait, just to just to do a ceremony? Yeah, combo treatment. Yeah, combo ceremony. Oh, let me let me know. I'll put all of this stuff too in the episode so that people can find you guys and work with you. It's just again, it's so cool that you guys are doing this work. I love that you're showing up in this like going back to the traditions and the ceremonial aspect. And so, look, at the end of the day, let it heal those who need to heal through that traditional way and ceremony and you know if others need to be in that more clinical setting okay you know like if there's both you know if we can find a way where one isn't becoming underground and pushed out and this and that and that there is room for both because there's so many different types of people that you know some people might not feel they're not adventurous in the same way where they're like I don't I need I need to know what comes from a doctor kind of person you know and and can still benefit and so incredible work thank you both again so much for being here and yes yes and for everyone as always trip on this